In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Mobile sports betting has been legal in the state of Ohio for about, to, what is this, uh, November? More than so, a year. Almost a year, right? Yeah, about a year. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. You can see all of today's best bets. Go to BetQL.com or download the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. <laughs> uh, head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan where you can get all your exclusive sportsbook offers. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for being on board with us. Uh, and we also really want to thank everybody who's watching us on YouTube. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, letting you in on where we are, where's where's Andy this week. We know Daryl's going to be sitting in the studio, although he was in Seattle and sometimes we're at the stadium. Um, but uh, we want to thank our friends at uh, um, at Smiley One, who's outstanding. They are unbelievable. And their friends at Bryant as well. So Bryant and Smiley One, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling uh, installer. So uh, Daryl, let's, let's jump into a question that you asked today. And I thought it was interesting. How can the Browns get more out of their wide receiving core than two touchdowns from Amari Cooper? Uh, I have no idea. Throw him the ball, I guess. <laughs> like, That's your answer? That's the 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 wisdom, the Mensa-like power between the ears of yeah. Daryl Ryder? You I, asked the question, what was the answer? Uh that was about the that was the equivalent of the answer I got. Which we have was, options. We have options. We have options, yeah. Um yeah, it's not real good. Um, here's the funny thing, because I was I was looking at the numbers, because uh, I I asked that question on behalf of the Baskin and Phelps show. Just so you know. Well, thank you, Daryl. You're a good man, because that has been a big uh, thing said, in the back of uh, Jeff on a weekly Scrum basis. Uh, on a weekly basis, you hit me over the head with a sledgehammer about that. And, it's not me. It's uh, my partner. You know uh, that, right? Elijah Moore has 29 catches this year, by the way, which is six fewer than Amari Cooper. Hmm. Uh, uh, that's the good news. Uh, the bad news is Amari has 617 yards, whereas Elijah Moore has 270. There's no explosiveness right. when they throw the ball to Elijah Moore. Um, and that's a problem. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what they did this offseason doesn't seem to really be working all that well. Uh, I asked Kevin Stefanski about that on Wednesday as well because, like, we all got excited, myself included, when we are seeing how Elijah was being used and running around, coming out of the backfield, all this other stuff. You know, motion. He was the champion of Greenbrier, right? Uh, well, he, he was the training camp MVP. And now in the regular season, like none of this crap's working. It's it just not like, uh, and anytime it does work, flag on the play comes back, right? Uh, you know, it's uh, it, uh, the run game right now. I'm looking, uh, he's got eight carries for 11 yards. His longest run was 19. So do some math there. Do some quick math on that one. I can't. I don't do math. So I was told there would be no math. There's so no that brain. means if you take away the 19-yard run, right? Which obviously you can't, but I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my inner Butch Davis here. You take away that 19-yard run. That means on seven carries, he is a combined minus eight yards. Yeah, that's not good. Hang on, I am I got my calculator. Yeah, that's not good. So yeah, I I I don't know. I mean, look, and, and Stavansky, you know, said that the offense is the, the passing game is built around Amari, 
and Elijah and David Njoku and the running backs and, and all that. And when you look at the numbers, Andy, like, yeah, I mean, outside of Jerome Ford, I mean, your top receivers on this team this year, here are the numbers. Mari Cooper, 35 for 617, two touchdowns. David Njoku, 32, catches 319, two touchdowns. Elijah Moore, 29 catches, 270 yards, and that's about it. Jerome Ford, 20 catches, a buck 39, and a pair of touchdowns. Um, and then that's it. Like, then, then it just completely disappears. Your next leading receiver is Donovan Peoples-Jones, who no longer plays here. Eight catches for 97 yards. Kareem Hunt, who is still here and used to be used in the passing game until this year. Uh, he has six catches for 58 yards. Nick Chubb's got to be in there. I think he had at least two catches. Uh, Nick Chubb has four catches for 21 oh, yards. Was he next? No, he's ahead of Marquise Goodwin, though, who has three catches for 10 yards this season. That's unbelievable. And he's ahead of Harrison Bryant, who has three catches for seven yards. Pierre Strong has two catches for third. I mean, this is just, you're right. I mean, the, the, the production is not great. But they're five and three. Uh, they have uh, found a way to win five football games by having very minimal production from people catching the football, not Nate, David Njoku or Amari Cooper. But that is something that I think that they're going to have to address. What amazes me is how effective Amari has been, Andy, despite being like the worst. The player. only guy that everyone has to really have to cover, right? Like there. it's just in the Browns are throwing the ball to the guy wearing the number two jersey. That's where the football is going, right? And he still, I mean, he's he still beats corners and safeties on a regular basis, gets behind them, and uh, you know, is able to make plays. He did it twice against the Arizona Cardinals. So um, yeah, I I wish I had an answer for you. I don't. I, I don't know what they do. Um, we talked about this on the midday show. Like, this is par for the course for the Cleveland Browns. You know, whether Kevin Stefanski's the head coach or the 20 other guys that came before him um, in the expansion era. And I say that tongue-in-cheek. I know it's not the 20 guys. But, like, this is the way it's been. The Browns' offense has been hot garbage the entire expansion era with the exception of like three seasons or uh, the Hoyer year until Alex Mack got hurt and, and Johnny took over uh, when you had, yeah. When Johnny took over, when you had Jerevicious Winslow and Edwards, 2007, that was a good year. 2007, yeah. 2020. Those were really the, the big scoring years for the Browns. The rest yeah. of it's been hot garbage. Like every team in the NFL scores 400 points with their eyes closed, except for the Browns. Like it's a struggle bust every year to get to 400 points. Um, sure. and, that's, and that's even with now a 17th game on the schedule. So, uh, you know, the, the Browns aren't scoring uh, a, a ton of points right now either. Uh, they're right now at 181. They're still over the plus though. Right. Like I think only the Ravens and the Browns. Uh, the, the Browns are giving up 139 points uh, per game. But yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I don't know how they fix that. Um, but thank God for Amari Cooper or else this passing game would be really, really, really awful. And look, maybe Deshaun, you know, maybe getting Deshaun back, you know, maybe Deshaun helps Elijah more, right? Cause let's, let's not forget there, you know, four or five games there, Deshaun wasn't on the field, right? It was Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker. So maybe that plays a part in this whole equation. I just I, I will say this because there's a there's just been a boatload of criticism being thrown 
uh, around at the Browns and Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson and, and all this other kind of stuff, like the morning show threw something out there like it, uh, um, on uh, the station Twitter account of like, have we seen already seen the best of Deshaun Watson? Like, I just feel like it's too early. I don't we, know how you can say that. We, we, we need to see how this year plays out. Right. Yeah. Before, before yeah. we start sitting here and talking about did, was the trade the worst of all time and this, that, and the other, like, let's give this thing an honest chance. Like last year really doesn't even count. Right. That was a throw. Right. Yeah, throwaway year so and he got hurt this year so let's see how he finishes let's see how the team finishes let's see what this offense looks like i just feel like the sample size is too small to be painting with a broad brush right now whether the trade of for deshaun was a success or an abject failure or if we've seen if deshaun has already played his best football and uh, his career is going to go downhill from here and and stuff like that like i just i, I think it's too early for that. Can can we play the rest of this season before we start worrying about this stuff? Like they are five and three. If the playoffs started as we have this conversation right now, they're in as the and they're not even the bottom team. No, they they would play the Bengals are. Yeah, they would play Jack. They would travel to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars on Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, well done, marketing man. But like, I just I just think that every. And I get it. Like, we all have our hot takes and stuff like that, but I just think the time and place for the hot takes. And right now is not the time for the hot take that Deshaun sucks and this trade was an abject failure and the worst in the history of the franchise or the NFL or whatever. Like, let's see how this goes. Hey, Deshaun could go out and throw for 350 yards as I'm sitting here crapping all over their chances to beat the Ravens, right? Because the Ravens' defense is really good. It's right there next, neck and neck with the Cleveland Browns' defense. And – and to me, that's the attraction of this game. Which of these two great defenses is going to win this game on Sunday? Is it going to be the Browns or is it going to be the Ravens, right? You know, which quarterback is going to find a way to pick apart uh, one of these great defenses? Will it be Lamar Jackson or is it going to be Deshaun Watson, right? So um, I just, you know, this is a fascinating game. I, I I have a I, I'm very worried because of the condition of the Browns offensive line, but there's a lot of unique storylines going into uh, this second matchup between these two teams. And I've got a good one for you when we return on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. 